change means there's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight. It's going to make people uncomfortable. And you have to be um, ready for it. All the challenges. Change equals challenge, yes. You've never been afraid of that, have you? I would say I'm not afraid of it. Um, I think uh, it's my nature and in my DNA to, to, um, to go to fight, to fight for the underdog, to go against the norm, to defy convention. That's just, I don't know where that came from. It just, it's in my blood. Um, but I think as I've gotten older and I have children, I do think a little bit more before I do things, <laughs> before I act and speak. But I'm still, I'm still a baller. That's it. <laughs> You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast. Your place to just shine your light like a beautiful star. Show the world who you are, who you are. For all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey guys, it's Tony. Why is it so hard to love one another? Why is it so hard to love? Hey everybody, I'm <laughs> Stefan. Welcome to this year's final episode of the MLVC podcast. Tony, can you believe it? Our final episode of 2019. Yes, it's going to be our, well it is, our season finale, but uh, rest assured, we're going to come back in early 2020. Are we? Back to attack and hyper than ever. That's oh, right. Oh, I like that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a, the final episode of 2019, final episode of the decade even. It's uh, it's crazy. I think it's the perfect opportunity to talk about this past decade with Madonna. Yes. On today's final episode of 2019, the end of our very first season, we thought it'd be fun to look back on the last decade of Madonna's career and see what gifts she's given us, whether it be songs or videos or performances, fashion quotes, you name it. There's been no shortage of Madonna in the last 10 years. None at all. And what's the most important thing about this past decade is we got three full albums. I would have liked more. (laughs) Give the woman a break, okay? (laughs) Because those three albums also begot three tours. Correct, yes. And they've been great tours and great albums and great moments. You know, and I I know for a fact that you've had a couple of great moments in each of those tours. Mm, Just a couple. (laughs) But we'll Uh, get to that, guys. Um, First, I I think... uh, this week in Chaconi, uh, we are steady as she goes down in Miami. Madonna is currently performing the last couple dates of the U.S. leg of the Madame X tour at mm. the Fillmore in Miami. And apparently it's... It's going off without a hitch. Yeah, no cancellations, seriously. no complaints, no refunds. Uh, Madonna got a lot of press this week because someone took pictures of her with her boyfriend on the balcony, but it's the same balcony she's always in when she's in Miami. What hotel yeah. is that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I thought she had a house there, but you know, no, knows? she sold that house. I oh, think, she did? yeah, I think so. It's just hotels, just condos, but you know, uh, the, the Lourdes is there. I'm sure the other kids are there. Yeah, she's um, surrounded by family and loved ones. She's in the heat. She's loving the heat. She loves to be in a balmy atmosphere with Latin people. But, you know, I mean, as far as Madonna being on the cover of uh, newspapers because of who she's dating, anyone who's been a longtime fan knows that this is just another yawn. You know, I mean, this is old news. This this always happens when it comes to Madonna. I'm happy to see her in the press, but, you know. Well, I mean, my thing is, why are they always saying, look at Madonna with a younger man? Like, they never do that for, like, Mick Jagger or... Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of other men who are... I mean, Mick Jagger is enough. He's like, what, 70-something, and he's got like a two-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> and that's his girlfriend. Right. Yeah, it's just weird that they always pick on her for her age. Shame on you, Shame New, on New you. York Post. Although she, although not defending the New York Post, it is quite fun that we have such salacious headlines. You know, like, I would love a, a salacious New York Post oh, headline. me too. I mean, I think one of... You know, subconsciously, one of the reasons I moved to New York is what so I could buy the New York Post, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I grew up seeing these Madonna covers, you know, you know, uh, all over MTV or on the news and be like, God, I just want to get my hands on that. But one of the fun things about this cover this week is that a lot of um, people that follow us on Instagram created stories showing all of the historic covers. So, yeah, it was great. What a tramp. What a tramp. I love that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it became a T-shirt. Yes. I think a lot of them have. I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. I remember the one for uh, right when Reinvention Tour was announced and the cover had her in that 
Marie Antoinette garb and it said Lady Lust. And I'm like, is that supposed to be a dig? Because it doesn't sound like it is. No, you and know? it's a goddamn good photo. So. Yeah, it's a very good photo. I have a, I have the T-shirt, you know. Of course you do. I have all the T-shirts. Um, just so you know, <laughs> listeners, if I'm a bit of a sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, runny nose, so you can rest medicine type of uh, speaker today on the episode, <laughs> it's because I have yet to get over my Madonna illness. I that shame on me for riding the Bolt bus to and from Philadelphia like a madman to see Madonna. And yeah, this is not an ad for Bolt bus. Correct. Um, it, next time, you, if you ever take public transit to and from Madonna, wear a face mask because I'm not a MDNA skincare face mask. Wear like a doctoral, like, like a an actual face cover. Yeah, like a SARS mask. Wear that, and then you won't catch disease. Because I have been down for the count. Actually, this is the. Believe it or not, the highest my voice has sounded in about a week. It's okay. Just, you know, take two of these and call me in the morning, okay? Yeah, so I have my tea and some cough drops and some tissues at the ready. So I'm, I'm ready to take on the episode. So one of the highlights of our podcast season, at least in, you know, the last few episodes, is that we've been able to get some amazing guests and, you know, talk to the people. But today, it's just us. I know. It's it's back to basics, Tony. I don't... Can we... Can we do an episode without a guest? It's been, um, it's been a while. We're doing it. I mean, I've got rollers on. I'm wearing bath slippers, and I just don't give a fuck because there's nobody here. Except we you. we do have an extra chair with a. <laughs> the, Tony has a mannequin in his home. Um, it's dressed up as Madonna from. If you've seen the Blonde Ambition tour, either in person or on video, you know the time when she's doing Material Girl in that little <laughs> nighty with a purple nighty with the little fur fringe. That's what the mannequin is dressed. I.e., the worst part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to, I had to commemorate it in any way, shape, or form. So let's get into this decade in Madonna. This past decade. Um, so I guess we start with 2010, huh? Yeah, it's been a, a lot. There's a lot to cover in the last ten years mm-hmm. of Madonna, which uh, it was fun to sort of go back and look and see everything that she's produced mm-hmm. from an artistic standpoint, from a just a pop culture standpoint. Uh, there's been a lot. And everything she's influenced as well. So we, we, we usher in this new decade with a newly single Madonna. Oh. It's back, okay. Back on the dating field. It's okay. I think she was love spent. You know what I mean? But I, I sometimes I enjoy when Madonna, it sort of like reinvigorates her when she's single. She, she uh, Lyrically, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's of course, you know, like it helps inflect her her spirit and gives us some some deep insights into her life and also gives us headlines of who she's dating correct yes <laughs> uh but yeah i think um 2010 we were a little light with madonna uh just because uh 2009 she had been busy with the sticky and sweet tour so entering the the teens uh not teens but in 2010 we saw a bit of the release of the sticky and sweet tour on dvd mm-hmm. um but then she also started that year. That was when she began her feature film directorial debut for W.E. in uh, London, New York, and France. That's right. Um, she actually took the F train to do research for the film because apparently one of the characters gets on a subway and, you know, she, she just had to, like, figure it out for herself. And, um, yeah, that was all over the news. Um, Madonna took the F train and uh, yeah. people were like, what? If I saw Madonna on the F train, I'd be like, what the F? <laughs> I'd say, do you have hand sanitizer? Because you're going to need it. I don't think she touched the poles. No. I think, she, people, I think people propped her up. She had, like, a team of people with her. I remember that. Surrounding her. Yeah. Well, of course. Because um, if you've ever been on the F train, people, it's, you don't want to touch the – don't touch the guardrail because people touch guardrails with strange portions of their bodies. Also in 2010, we got a very, very important rendition of Like a Prayer. Uh, it was performed at the Hope for Haiti telethon. And the reason I say it's important, it's because that's pretty much been the version we've heard since then. Yeah, it's. I remember there was uh, that tragedy with the earthquake in Haiti, and they did that telethon, and Madonna performed, and it was a really good rendition of that song. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame her for trotting that out every now and again. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds great every time we hear it at, she looked great. All the tours, the Met Ball, Madame X, we're Eurovision. Getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves, Tony. Okay, I know. I'm just, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then 2011. Wait, 
Oh. I have one more. Oh. One more fact Sorry, story. I'm jumping ahead. I'm so, excited. Yeah. So um, the Sticky and Sweet tour was in the last parts of 2008, 2009, but the DVD slash live album came out in 2010, and that was actually, huh, it was Madonna's 20th top 10 album on the charts, which is really impressive considering that the show didn't sound so good. <laughs> yeah, I was I was slightly disappointed with the audio uh, output on that just because I, you know, it, unfortunately, the Confessions tour was done so well. It was very expensive. It was just a, a brilliant, like, production and how they produced that, the concert footage was amazing. So I was, I think it was a little lackluster. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not a Madonna dig. Not she at has, all. You know, she didn't do the sound mixing herself. Even though the sound was lacking and we wanted it to be better quality, that show that was recorded in Buenos Aires was beautiful. I mean, I love how she went down to Vitor's Road and, you know, gave them what they needed. And and just to see, you know, her Argentine audience just like love her non, you know, throughout the whole show was was great because like, you know, like we've said before, fandom in other countries is very different from fandom in America. It's still fervent, but it's just, it's just more intense. Yeah. And um, if you can be 50 years old and perform the way that Madonna did, then good for mm-hmm. you. We should all pray to be that limber and athletic. Yeah. Sticky and Sweet was very, very physical. She even, she hula hooped, right? Hula hoop. Ju- no, um, jump, jump rope. rope. Jump yeah. rope. Same thing. But exactly. Jump rope and the Vogue and this, like... You go do that and mm-hmm. at 50 years old and come back to me. Yeah, give me a call after, okay? Mm-hmm. So tell me how you feel. All right, 2011. Oh, well, I loved, I don't know, I'm, we're going to skip around, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, in terms of like dates and highlights. I don't know. I, I thought one of my favorite highlights was when she showed up at the Met Gala in that gorgeous Stella McCartney gown, the one with the, like, it was like light oh. turquoise with all the stars cascading down the back. She oh, looked yeah. gorgeous. And, yeah, like, that, and nobody, I mean, obviously people, there's a lot of people who can walk a runway and or a red carpet and look amazing. Madonna always looks amazing. Yeah. And even, even if you don't agree with what she wears at any of the Met Ball she's been to, she will get the most attention, hands down. Yeah, she always does the mm-hmm. theme really well. I love how she interprets the themes for that particular year. And I, I'm blanking on the theme for that year, but... That was the year of... Uh, extreme Catholicism or whatever it was. That's why she was asked to perform. No, no, no. That was later, later. The uh, oh, the, oh, the yeah. one in 2011. I think it was, there was something with, I forget what the Met Gala, why she was wearing that star gown or whatever, but. Yeah, I, I skipped ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, um, yeah, someone let us know what the theme was that year. Obviously, it wasn't cartoon characters. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also loved in 2011, uh, there was a press conference for uh, WE in September, and that was where we got the infamous "I absolutely loathe hydrangeas" quote yeah. from her. Where on a hot mic, yes, I, it's so beautiful. I love that clip. If you watch her, just she just that. Well, and it was everyone said she rolled her eyes, and it was you know she was doing that to a fan. That was not a fan. That's like some guy who does. He gave her a group of hydrangeas because he knows she doesn't like them, and he does that to elicit our extreme response so he got it and it's great and i love that we have that so don't feel bad for him people okay yeah so yeah madonna's film we which is about um wallace simpson and the duke of windsor windsor yeah uh, he, I did see it. I just yeah, I'm, I saw I'm, it too. I'm blanking and on I, the I, I actually loved it. I, I thought she did a really good job. It was better um, in scope than let's say filth and wisdom. I just, you know, she really put a lot of herself into it. And one of the most exciting things about this film coming out was that we all knew we were going to get a single in the form of Masterpiece. And it delivered. I mean, I went to a private screening that I actually begged to be included in. And I was the, everyone couldn't wait to leave the theater. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't her, it wasn't like a target audience, you know, it was like just people that showed up. (laughs) But I was there, I was there uh, as soon as the credits rolled to uh, hear Masterpiece in its entirety. And it, 
it was as good as I thought it was going to be. What award did that win? It, it won the Golden Globe. Yes, that's right. Um, poor the following El- poor year. Elton John. Yeah, well, I just watched that clip recently, and he just he's so sour. Oh. You know, it's like you wrote a song for Romeo and Juliet, and you're crying about losing to Madonna, who you know made a historical film. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, get over it, Elton. Yeah, and. What's really sad is that the only reason that it wasn't uh, nominated for an Academy Award was because the song started rolling after the credits started. If she had included the song in the actual film, it would have qualified. So... Note to self. <sighs> Note to self, Madonna. If you want that Oscar, Put you got to play the, film. the play the game. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, it is well, a shame. I don't think she's crying over that. Um, I, you know, I think the Oscar is something that, that has eluded her, her whole career, but you know, I, there's still time. There's still time. True. She's going to keep on going. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. So I guess we roll on into 2012. Um, Madonna won the Golden Globe in January and was, you know, kind of teasing a new album, a new single. We all knew something was coming because in February there was a Super Bowl 46 performance. And... It's an epic performance. Epic. I was I remember sitting in, I was actually in Miami for a work conference and I was telling everybody, I'm like, okay, I'll be hands on deck. But the moment that the Super Bowl halftime show was coming on, I have to be in front of a television. So I like sequestered myself in my room and like people were like blowing up my phone. I was like, I'm turning this on silent and I'm just focusing on Madonna. And, you know, I think... Every Madonna fan who was watching that live was probably experiencing the same thing that I was, where mm-hmm. you just like the pit of your stomach is in knots. You're just praying that everything goes flawlessly. And besides that one minuscule little step down during the performance where she she stepped up and then had to step back down and then stepped back up. Didn't notice. Besides that... I would say it was probably one of the most flawless Madonna mm-hmm. performances ever. 12 minutes of absolute sheer heaven. Have you guys ever gone to extremes of any kind to see a Madonna live performance on TV? I know you guys have because I did for the Super Bowl performance. I was working some event at Film Society and I knew I was going to be there during the time. Um, my coworker Mary and I were the only like, and oh, and Nakia too. We were all just like big Madonna fans, and we're like, I'm not watching this on my phone, you know? <laughs> like it's just it, they can't do that. So we uh, conned and hustled mm. a couple of the projectionists in the uh, film society movie theater, and they rigged a large screen TV, and I don't know where they got you know the signal from, but. Lo and behold, we went into the um, the Furman Gallery, closed the doors, and watched uh, the Madonna performance on a huge screen, and it was, oh, I felt so relieved. Yeah, I know. A, that I was watching it, and B, that it was as amazing as I imagined it would be. Yeah, it was, I think, with Madonna performances, when they're of that scale, you're mm-hmm. kind of just like, you don't breathe for the entire time because you're just waiting to see what happens and how she does. Cause you're rooting for her. Oh you know, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, you're, you're on her side. She's, there's a part of you sending that positive energy to her and thank God she, uh, you know, and because that was a, a high profile performance, you know, there's a lot of eyes on her. Well, it was the most watched Super Bowl performance yet. Uh, it was 114 million people. It's hard to do. Not everybody has that. And I honestly think Madonna elevated the Super Bowl halftime show performance she when she came out on you know with those guys carrying her out it was cleopatra's entry into rome yeah and there was it was just like yep madonna's not fucking around Mm -mm. she's here to bring it and she brought it and then ever since you've seen people i mean the super bowl per halftime performance has always been sort of amazing and opulent but she sort of raised the bar and ever since then people have been trying to like outdo that and They've done great jobs as well, but yeah. you know, like Madonna changed the game. As usual. Yes. Uh, there was a quote that I snagged somewhere in there from uh, local big mouth Alec Baldwin where he actually said, um, two quarters of Super Bowl and the strongest performer is Madonna. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, I think when that was coming out, I, like I somebody was like at work, they said, do you know who's performing on the Super Bowl? And at this point, I don't remember, but at the moment it was happening, I was like, oh yeah, it's blah, 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 and so forth and so on. And they're like, Stefan, how do you know that? I'm like, well, it's because it's happening around the Madonna show. <laughs> um, 
and another thing that Madonna has, you know, she can lay claim that she started this trend. So immediately after the Super Bowl performance, a television commercial pops up saying, oh, the MDNA tour tickets on sale. I think Beyonce's done that since. They all Bruno do. Bruno Mars yeah. has done it since, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, just pave that way for us. Lady. Yeah. I mean, well, it's a great marketing tool because, mm-hmm. you know, in case people don't realize, you don't get paid to do the Super Bowl halftime. No. You, your payment for doing the Super Bowl halftime show is the marketing and the the eyeballs, yeah. you know, because they know that so many people are watching that, that if you're in the Super Bowl halftime performance, then you're going to get seen. So Madonna utilized that as a launch pad for the MDNA era. She, you know, I think the album came out or no, the song came out right before. I think the, right album, before. the album came out that week. And then you also were able to like purchase tickets. And yep. Um, so the first single for MDNA that was also performed at the Super Bowl Amy with uh, MIA with the middle finger and Nicki Minaj. That's Give Me All Your Lovin', the 38th top 10 single. A beautiful video. I that You know, that's one of my top five videos. And I know a lot of people don't like the song. Um, I just think the video is really smart. Oh, I it's mean, so... It's got football it's imagery in it. It's fun how they've weaved every... like. But yeah. it's also very Madonna. Oh, uh, that little hair twirling part where she's mm-hmm. walking down the street. She or looks so good. The, I, my, one of my favorite parts of that video is when she drops out of the window. Mm-hmm. And when she lands, the look she gives on the camera as she's like sort of just like walking by, it's like it is quintessential Madonna. And mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's heaven. And I love that weirdo scene in the nightclub with the blonde curls and oh, the I weird. Know, the robots. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, the video, but it works. It's such a bizarre video, but like where they're like making her walk on the wall mm-hmm. on the side where they're all carrying her. And like, yeah, it's a very, it's it was directed strange. by French, uh, producing team Megaforce. Right. And it's, I've not seen any of their other work, but it's, uh, I, I love what they did with her. Yeah. Uh, more please. Yes. But also I loved that part of the MDNA era that we had in 2012. We also got the, um, Wonderful video for Girl Gone Wild. You know, I mean, I love her with uh, the Kazaki guys oh, yeah. in the heels. And that video is just gorgeous and beautiful. And the styling I love. And Yeah, MDNA was very exciting because it was Madonna kind of re-embracing her dance floor roots. But um, also was- kind of magnifying what was going on in music at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, not every track on that album is as strong as the singles, but... Um, it it's definitely a vibe. And I love. Well, it's also very angry. Yeah, it's Madonna's divorce album. Yeah, and you know, there's a deluxe version with additional tracks, and all those tracks work. Um, <sighs> beautiful killer. Oh, beautiful killer is amazing. Performed live at the Olympia. So in good. Paris. One of my favorite yeah. Madonna performances ever. Me too. Um, but yeah, so, it was great. I mean, and that tour was heaven. I think a lot of people didn't like that tour when it first came out because they were like, "There's too much guns." There's too, and I'm like. Seriously, people, let's let's not be angry that Madonna's showcasing protesting gun violence and usage in her show. How about you do a march about gun violence in America in general? Exactly. I mean, it was a great tour. Unfortunately, I saw it at Yankee Stadium, which was not the best oh, venue. The acoustics were terrible. Yeah, I mean, it was like being in a dark cave, and then Madonna was the light at the end of that cave, but it wasn't too visible. You know what I mean? It's because all the sound just like escaped yeah. out of the roof of that. I, yeah. I had luckily, I, I couldn't even smell the incense. <laughs> <laughs> most people, most people that were close told me that you could smell the incense from the urns in the beginning. And I'm like, well, really all I could smell was pop stale popcorn from the Yankee concession oh. stand. Yeah. I got to see that, um, in the golden triangle. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> between, between Madonna's legs, uh, <laughs> in Philadelphia. And then, yeah, the second time I saw it was at Yankee stadium, which I was like, I, I can. Yeah. I think I see a blonde ant running around. Yeah, yeah, that's hold, what it was. Hold, is that she's holding a gun? I think. And then <laughs> even the video screens look small. Oh yeah, it was terrible. It's absolutely Yankee Stadium was a terrible place to see a show. And let's not even talk about the subway ride home. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it was a well, but it was a drunk 
Madonna fans, you know, but it was sardines in a very tiny can. So yeah, the MDNA tour. Clearly, you weren't pressed up against hot men like I was. Uh, No, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was with the local fans on the way to New Jersey Transit. So um, (laughs) yeah, the MDNA tour was from May to December 2012. Uh, MDNA was released in March, and that was the eighth number one album in Madonna's storied career. And uh, it was also the first release from our new three album slash tour deal with Live Nation and Interscope Records, which a lot of people have mixed feelings about. I think, um, you know, for those first two tours, uh, you know, speaking, it was done very yeah, well. Yeah, for MDNA and Rebel Heart, I feel like um, they needed Live Nation behind those tours to to make them go off as effortlessly as they did. For Madame X. Mm. Maybe a theater producer would have been a better yeah, idea. Yeah, she should have consulted someone from Broadway. I'm just saying that ticket sales were a mess. <laughs> but moving on, uh, MDNA tour was not a mess because it earned uh, $305 million. It was the highest grossing tour of 2012, obviously. Yeah, she brought it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, get the DVD because it looks so good. And the sound is good, too. Mm-hmm. And they- then as a result of that, in 2013, Madonna actually received the award at Billboard, the Billboard Music Awards, the top touring artist. Yep. She looked flawless. For all eternity. Forever. Forever. Forever and ever. So in 2013, we get a more um, artistically inspired Madonna. Uh, she teams up with Stephen Klein, and they come up with the Secret Project Revolution, which that- was very scary when it was being teased. Yeah, because you didn't quite know what was coming, what it was. It looked like people were being tortured and jailed. I When that premiered, she did that at a gallery space literally around the corner from my apartment. At and, the Gogosian Gallery. Which I think is no longer there. Yeah. I think they tore that down for... Did you go? So as <laughs> soon as I found out she was around the corner, I literally dropped everything, threw shoes on, ran around... And it's kind of like when I found out Madonna was rehearsing in Greenpoint. Yes, you just <laughs> you go. And I stood outside. I watched Sean Penn walk in. Wait, wait. I've never heard the story. Okay, yeah. go oh, ahead. my God, have I not told this? Story? No. Yeah, yeah. So it was ha- like they had projected the Secret Project Revolution on the the wall of the Gagosian Gallery. All seventeen minutes of it. And that yeah. Well, no, no. They didn't. They weren't broadcasting the. They were just like putting oh. the like logo of it Got on it. the outside, and there was a you know like a police fence up so you couldn't get in. I was actually wondering, I'm like, should I just go up and ask if I could get in? But the security was so tight. Like they were like carting people and like showing credentials Mm -hmm. and Perez Hilton walked in. And, um, like I said, uh, Sean Penn walked in. There was a couple other celebrities that I remember seeing go in and, um, but they had what they did. They had like scattered all of these little secret project revolution business cards all over West Chelsea. I hope you have some. I do. Mm -hmm. I I don't know where they are at the moment, but I know that I have, I, Grabbed a couple of them off the floor, and I was like, oh, I'm, "I'm I'm holding on to these." Um, but yeah, I waited around because it was a nice day out and evening. I li- was able to hear them playing it, and then I got to hear her sing that song that she performed with Rocco. What cover was that? I forget. I don't. FYI, people, yeah. I, we get shade all the time for not remembering certain facts on this podcast. It's like. I can't remember everything. But think about all the things that I do come up with that, you know, <laughs> seem very esoteric. So, you know, take, yeah, I mean, take we, the good, take the bad. We, we okay. can't remember everything that goes on, but um, we try, people. Yeah. We're just trying our best here at the MLVC podcast. Yeah, I do recall that uh, Rocco danced in that performance. Yes, I remember seeing that and... Um, uh, like after the fact they mm-hmm. had broadcasted or whatnot. And there was, I like that, you know, just being artful. Yeah. So yeah, this was, um, in, in addition to the Gagosian gallery, that was one of the quote secret locations around the world where, um, to secret project revolution was screened. And after those exclusive performances, um, it was on BitTorrent, which I couldn't figure out. Yeah. Did you see it live? Uh, no, I didn't. I oh, saw it on what? YouTube. Well, I mean, Tony, get out. I was, I was, Trying to figure out BitTorrent. I'm going to do the rest of the episode with the mannequin. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was amazing. And, um, yeah, you can find Secret Project Revolution, all 17 minutes of it on YouTube if you have not seen it yet. It's very interesting, and it just reminds you that Madonna is an artist. Yeah, well, and I love that she turned, you know, lemons into lemonade because originally she had meant to do uh, – what lingerie? Didn't she? She was coming out with a lingerie line, like bras and panties. And mm, yeah. she meant to do a commercial with Stephen Klein for that. And then I think that got kiboshed. And so she got, but because she'd already sort of like 
put Stephen Klein on hold and had the space rented. To he do was the on commercial. retainer. Yeah, she was like, well, let's do something. And so she wore the bra and panties in the, like the lingerie was like mm-hmm. throughout Secret Project Revolution. Um, and she just decided to do an art piece. I personally would like to see more of Madonna doing that. Like, yeah. we should just get like, one of those a year. Like the Ecstatic Process book project. Um, yeah, if just, anyone has an extra copy laying around, you can send it to me. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, speaking of, if there's anyone who has spare uh, MDNA, not MDNA, what am I saying? Madam X, VIP X, books. Madam X VIP books. If you have got a spare and you're looking to unload them, Tony and I would be more than happy to take them. Yes, you can think of it as donating to... A museum, you know, an artifact that the uh, MLBC podcast could uh, cherish and have and hold. Oh, touche. Yeah, I, I mean, my my uh, Madonna collection would be remiss if I didn't have a VIP tour, but I sadly didn't get VIP tickets. But um, It's okay. There's still time. The tour is still in full swing. <laughs> so, um, you know, we have to mention that, you know, in this time span, Madonna was really devoting a lot of time and money to the charitable causes that, you know, she holds so dear to her heart, especially raising Malawi. Um, she was building hospitals and, you know, just giving money. <laughs> she was saving lives. Tony. She was saving lives, you know, and also, uh, you know, 2013, uh, you know, Detroit has been in trouble and she went in there and donated some money to the schools and, um, Oh yeah. That's when she went to that boxing ring, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that cute little video of her. It's showing very up. commendable that she'll give money, you know, to terrible causes in Detroit, but she will not take her tour there. She gives back to the people <laughs> though, you know, it's... she does, she does. And, and she's not very showy about it. Um, you know, it's something that she's always done, you know, from the very beginning when, you know, she was, you know, dealing with the AIDS crisis being so out of control in the 80s and 90s. Up until now, you know, she's helping an entire African nation get back on its feet by single-handedly adopting all the unwanted children. So don't look down at Madonna because of what she does or what she doesn't do. Look up at her and um, be charitable yourself. Correct. Give back, people, in, in honor of Madonna. Thank you. And we also, in uh, 2013, uh, we got to see Madonna attend the release of the MDNA tour video at the Paris Movie Theater in New York City. That's right. I was there once again in the balcony all the way in the back. But I was there. Um, She was also a blonde aunt with a black top hat. But um, she looked good. She looked good. And it was actually really cool to see... It was. I felt like I was seeing uh, Truth or Dare because you know seeing her in concert on a big movie screen is always welcome. Mm, absolutely. So uh, yeah, let's see the Madame X tour projected on. Oh, that would a movie be fun. Screen. I hope they that do something special yeah. for that. You know, uh, Netflix owns the Paris Theater now, so dreams mm-hmm. can come true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get on the list for that. I, I'm manifesting. Okay. Actually, what we should do is just start getting. We should get a part time job at the Paris Theater now, <laughs> so then that way, like just doing popcorn or like concessions, and then that way, when they actually have it, we'll just request to be on for that night, and then we'll get to serve Madonna popcorn. Um. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm on that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No, mental note to sell. I'm gonna look into that. I mean, I also know a couple of people that work at Netflix, so we may not have to get jobs selling popcorn. Okay. Actually, I um personal note. I had a, a roommate years and years and years ago. She was a tiny little thing, and she worked at the Paris Theater and doing concessions. And she every night that she would work, she would come home with literally like a three foot tall bag of popcorn. Yum. It was literally almost taller than her. They had good pop or they have good yeah. popcorn. And there. she would, cause she was vegan. Popcorn was safe for her to eat. And so she would just, that was what she was eating. She was this poor little thing. And, um, God bless her. But she would come home every night with that huge bag of popcorn. Yeah. And I would just like take a scoop out and like a bowl and just eat it. And it was so good. You know, once upon a time there was a young, young girl from Detroit, Michigan, who came to New York City and, you know, she wanted to be a dancer and a singer and she was so hungry that, and broke, that she actually ate popcorn every night for dinner. Just, mm. just think about that, guys. I okay? wonder who that could be. And, you know, and I, I wonder think... who it could be and I wonder what happened to her. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd really like to hear a podcast about that woman. Oh, maybe one day. Maybe. So in 2014, we had a very, a very important um, occurrence. It was the... Introduction of MDNA skin by MTG in Japan. Uh, and because of that, no one knows that you're really 85, Tony. 
That's funny you say that because uh, someone at work used to say, you know, Tony's actually 90 years old. (laughs) You just wouldn't know it by looking at him. But yeah, you know, I actually didn't uh, get into MDNA skin until a few years later when it came to America. Uh, But this is where it started. And I was like, you know, giving it a really big side eye because you you went on the website and it was in Japanese. So there was no way of ordering unless you spoke Japanese, right. you know? uh, A couple of years after it was introduced, my friend was in the Tokyo Narita airport and he got a couple of the eye masks, brought them back, and I was instantly hooked. But more on that later. Those products are good. Yeah, they're really good. We like them. And If you didn't hear last week's episode where we actually demoed them, I mean, they're amazing. And we love the people at MDNA Skin for giving us that opportunity. Uh, plug, 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 plug. Let's collaborate soon, guys. <laughs> Feel free to send us yeah. stuff whenever you'd like. All right, let's uh, roll on into 2014. Yeah, so 2014 in January, after a long musical break from Madonna, we got a performance. Uh, her and Miley Cyrus teamed up on Miley's MTV Unplugged and did a rousing rendition of Don't Tell Me. I mean, most people in the world were like, where is that Miley-Madonna collaboration I've been waiting for? I, well, it so, literally landed in our laps. I love Miley. Oh, I, me too. I mean, she, I think she's great. Her voice is great. I love all of her music. and uh, She has a great spirit. She's like a, a crazy combination of Madonna, Mae West, and Dolly Parton. Yeah, and that album was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I sort of wanted... I mean, she duetted with Dolly Parton on that album, but I really would have loved to have an official Madonna duet. Maybe, maybe yeah, it still, can still it can, happen. Can still happen. I mean, Miley's like turning it out, and, and she's crazier than ever. So, yeah, but that was a good. I love that Madonna looked good. They were. Mm-hmm. I loved how saucy and voluptuous and full she looked, and, and that country cowboy outfit. And uh, and come on, don't tell me is a great song. Yeah, so. I mean, I love it when Madonna does a country theme, as long as it's not the funny song. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Tony. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then in February, more Madonna performance was coming along. We, we got, love Madonna at the Grammys. Yes, we got a, a great Grammy. She was alongside uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and Mary Lambert and Queen Latifah. It was in what was happening in gay culture that was the because it was a whole like LGBT like tribute. Because remember, they had all those couples walk down the right. aisle. Right, we had and, marriage equality a year before, right? I, I think something so, right. like yeah, that. something like that. I don't know. I ain't getting married. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> I just want the trip. <laughs> and the tax break would be nice. Other than that. And the, the registry at Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, can I tell you? Um, I won't name names because mm-hmm. I don't want people to know about it. But um, a friend of mine told me that in order to get back at a couple... The one year he went on to, he went into the store that a, he didn't, I don't know what the couple did, but the couple pissed him off. And so in order to get back at him, he went and purchased like $4,000 worth of their registry stuff with cash. Nice. And then returned it all after the wedding because, so that way people couldn't buy it because they thought it was already taken and there was no way to take it back to him because he paid for it in cash. And uh, so that people didn't get like $4,000 worth of merchandise for their, and I was like, oh my God, that is shady. That's amazing. That's just a sneak peek from our next podcast, Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't piss him off. Don't get, yeah. on, don't get on his bad side. Don't do it. So... 2014 also, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, also saw something that none of us enjoyed. Well, sort of. I mean, I... I, It was a bittersweet moment. I remember waking up on a Saturday morning and looking at my... Yeah, I... I, yeah, Social. I don't know if it's no, no, no. Twitter. Actually, my friend John texted me and he's like, did you get this? And with a mm. screenshot and I was like... I felt like my heart beating really fast. I was like, oh no, did this come out early? And it's not, and it was like, what, six tracks? Well, no, first we got, I remember, I think it was, it was the Wednesday of Thanksgiving that year where two songs from Madonna's upcoming album leaked. So Mm -hmm. we got the two Avicii versions of Rebel Heart and uh, Wash All Over Over Me, Me. which honestly are better than the album version. still my favorite version of that song. And I know that we shouldn't have those in our possession, but when they leaked, I was like, oh my God, it's dance. It's amazing. And I love the Wash All Over Me version. I had my little niece at the time addicted to that song for good reason. Kids love it. It's a great song. Um, So those leaked and we thought that would be the end of it. But then I think it was like... The week before Christmas. Yeah, I was like... 
No, it was like, was it the week? It was, uh, it was right in December. And then I think the full album leaked. Like it was like this deluge of like, 20. But I mean, like the week before Christmas, they, she was forced to put them on. Correct. On so then, iTunes. right, because of the the deluge of the leak of all of the songs, she decided to take it back into her hands and be in control. And she, we got gifted an early Madonna gift uh, from Christmas, which was the six first tracks uh, officially done and on iTunes and for sale uh, of the Rebel Heart era. And... Uh, I think, well, up until that point, we had heard five of the six. The big surprise was Ghost Town, yeah. which I remember I was riding home uh, to visit family on the train, and I was listening to that, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is heaven. Yeah, It's like Madonna does Karen Carpenter. It's a beautiful song, which, uh, unfortunately, if anybody else would have recorded it and released it, it would have been a smash. Number, Number one, one hit. hit. God damn but, it. But, you know, anyway, we'll move on. So... One of the things that made me really upset about this leak, and I'm sure it upset a lot of fans too, is that, you know, Madonna always has a very specific way of rolling out an album, and this was no exception. I remember, um, I don't know how I came upon this, but if you said unapologetic bitch to Siri, it would take you to Madonna's Wikipedia page. And someone had explained to me that that was probably their way of like doing a test of, uh, you know, different actions that you would do on Siri or with your browser and it would take you to a Madonna page. It was probably going to be linked to the album page or sure. whatever it was. But um, yeah, these were all things that never, never happened because Madonna was forced to kind of retool the release and release it pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. So we, yeah, it was like, I think once the year started, we got the living for love video and uh, the song. And then there was a bunch of, from pro, like promotional shows that we got. I mean, one of my personal faves forever to this day, it still is um, one of my favorite Madonna performances ever is the living for love uh, on Le Grand Journal. Like, it's just such yeah. a great performance. I love the mix. It's the M neck mm-hmm. remix that she, that she had done on tour. Uh, but it's, it's shortened version that, you know, like, cause on tour it was the, the long interlude and this, that. it's just, it's such a great house version of that song with her and the twins sort of like, doing that ramped up version of Vogue and not the song, but the dance. And uh, it's great. Yeah. It's also, you know, another one in a long line of performances for French TV that Madonna just brings something different. You know, she loves France and she loves her French fans. And this was no exception. She like gave them something that she did not give anyone else. Yeah. And (laughs) it was, it was, I mean, now we will mention this just because we have to in looking back. At okay, this. fine. Madonna performed at the Brit. Somebody pulled on her cape too hard and she fell, but she kept performing and that's the trooper we know and love. Yeah, that was, I think, the, <laughs> the thing that was most significant about that was not that she didn't fall. She was yanked mm-hmm. off those stairs. And those two dancers have not been seen or heard from since. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> they, they, they were contracted to finish the tour and they've gone away and we've yeah. never heard from them again. You know, and she repeated the same performance at the Grammys a week later and it was Flawless. like nothing happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, come on. Who's going to get yanked off the stage at 57 years old and get back up and finish doing the rest of the number like not I, Celine Dion I mean and just not anybody you know like most people just that that'd be it that would be the end of the number yeah Mariah would have if it would have something like this would have happened to Mariah she no. would have gotten up and slapped everybody on stage Mariah and doesn't then... dance though like <laughs> she would have never been on the stairs in the first place no, she just stands never. there not I'm, she would have been carried to again, the stairs not, not ooh, <laughs> no, I mean not shading Mariah because no we love Mariah Mariah just got her what 29th number one no 20th 19, I'm blanking. I don't remember. She every all I want for Christmas is you. Just hit number one for the first time in 25 yep. years. And Billboard put out that wonderful article of her and like naming all the stats. It is so impressive to hear uh, Mariah's credentials and oh yeah, like how she's like achieved such amazingness through her career. What I think is most impressive about Mariah and her fans, also known as the Lambs, is that she was able to get her fans to get two of her albums from decades ago back to number one. And I'm talking about Glitter, which was number one right, last year. Right. And now this one, All I Want for Christmas or Christmas or Mariah Carey. Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas with like the that. snow, whatever. Yeah, I, 
I don't know the name of the album, but it's it's number one and uh, it's well deserved. Yeah, and I I agree. I think I, when I saw that, I'm like, good for those mm-hmm. fans for being able to rally together and make that happen. And all I thought, the first thing I thought of was, why can't fans do that for Madonna? Yeah, justice for Santa Baby. <laughs> You hate that song. Well, you know, I've heard it a couple of times by accident this Christmas season, and I think it's really sweet. I, honestly, it puts me in a Christmas mood right away. If I hear that song on the radio when I'm home for Christmas, I'm just it, it gives me the warm fuzzies. I told you, I was in a cab the other day, and it came on, and I was like, oh, I'm so impressed Madonna's being played on the radio, one. And two, Correct. it's Santa Baby. Yeah, Madonna, Santa Baby. <laughs> so uh, let's... Right, so also in uh, 2015, we then also got to see a wonderful performance of Ghost Town. Right, because there's heavy, heavy promotion for the Rebel Heart album, which we all appreciate. Loved it. She looked great. Taylor Swift didn't didn't sing with her. She just played back up on guitar. Talk about being subdued. Yeah, seriously. She, <laughs> she's like, no, Taylor, you're not singing with me. You're just going to play back up. And she did. Yeah. And she also, Madonna also appeared on the Howard Stern show for the very first time. Oh my God. She spoke to Howard Stern for like over an hour. It was great. Uh, yeah. I listened to it over the summer again, you know, just because I'm doing a podcast about Madonna and I got to like, you know, revisit a lot of key moments and it's torturous. Isn't yeah. It? It's so good though. Um, if you, if you have the chance and you haven't heard it, I mean, Howard Stern used to insult Madonna in the most <laughs> terrible way in the late eighties and nineties. And to hear them kind of like meet on a different level, the highest level, you know, and, um, and just, you know, be real and be rich and be accomplished and, you know, have nothing bad to say about each other. It was actually really good. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it's fun to hear. It's a good, it's a good interview and nothing salacious or trashy or anything. Um, in fact, she's, um, very vulnerable in some parts. Yes. She's, you know what? I expect her to be that way when we have her on this show. (laughs) I don't know. I expect to get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, speaking of, uh, just to clear the air, I am... Um, clarification Clarification. Alert. Clarification. Clarification. Um, I was somehow able to hear audio from my chat with Madonna at the Madame X tour. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me where. I just was able to hear it. It and, sounds so mysterious. Yes. Life is a mystery, Tony. You should know that by now. Uh I was able to hear audio from my beer bitch chat with Sean, our guest from last week. And she was not as tough as I remembered. I think think in the moment with Madonna sitting directly next to me with a microphone in my face, I was a little nervous and a little overwhelmed. And I think maybe I thought it was more of a train wreck than it was. It was not. So, uh... I just wanted to clear the air, let it know that when I heard it, I was like, oh, she complimented our outfits. I don't, I didn't remember that. And FYI, she was the one who started down the road of getting off, uh, not me. I, I did take it to the bathroom and say, you know, oh, yeah, Sean and I got off in the bathroom before the show. <laughs> but Madonna brought it there first. It was not me bringing it up. She um, took you there. So, um, th- you know, you were in the beer seat in... 2019 for the Madame X tour, and that's just gonna just gonna oh that's flawlessly segues. It's just gonna segue into the Rebel Heart tour, which happened in September 2015 all the way through March 2016. And I do believe that Stefan made an appearance on stage. Yes, not on the DVD. You don't see me. I was a little crushed that I didn't make it next to Katy Perry. Or, you can't have it all. Okay, yeah, you can't get it all. But um, yes, I was. <laughs> As I've said before, if you're just joining us on the podcast, <laughs> I had the distinct privilege of dancing with Madonna. So videos on YouTube, it's amazing. It's actually really, really great to see. Yeah, um, when people ask me what my favorite part of that tour was, I'm like, ah, uh, dancing with her. I love it because it's one of us taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was a, uh, it, it's definitely it was a euphoric moment to yeah. say the least. So the Rebel Heart tour was super successful. It went all over the world. Like she went to places she had not been in a long, long time. Down under. Unfortunately, this was her 13th album and the first album not to go to number one since Ray of Light. But (sighs) that's okay. The tour made up for it. 
Yeah, damn Wouldn't right. you say? Oh my God, that tour was amazing. Yeah, she went to Australia. She hadn't been there in a while. And I know a lot of our Australian fans and friends got to see it up close. And they also had the distinct pleasure of um, attending the Tears of a Clown <laughs> mini show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my clown music, by the way. A lot of people do not like the Tears of a Clown show. I found a lot of great things in it. like Deep cuts. Deep cuts from American life. Um, you know... Solemn laments about Rocco growing up, mm. um, you know, tricycle riding. Um, Her makeup for that, that whole get yeah. up and outfit was fucking flawless. A weirdo red wig that I kind of like. Pink. It was the pink, pink wig yeah. and she didn't have eyebrows and she had that little teardrop coming down mm-hmm. from her face and the little like it's, weird candy striper yeah. type stockings. It's something she's never done before. Um the closest thing you can compare it to is probably the Madame X tour, but even so, Tears of Klein was very, very extreme, uh, very uh, improvised, as well as just bordering on ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was not a huge fan of it at the time. I, In retrospect, I look back on it and I'm like, that's kind of a ballsy thing to yeah, do. Yeah, but it's, it's a great record now. You look back and you're like, oh, wow, that's a record of that time. I want more yeah. of that too. Yeah. Like, I, So here's the thing. I'm, I'm starting a list now. My wish list for Madonna in the, in the, in the roaring 20s. <laughs> I would like uh, an art film every year. I'd like a, maybe a documentary every year. And mm-hmm. uh, yes, a, a crazy ass Madonna performance yeah. every year. Uh, televised, please. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's always been my mm-hmm. wish list of when she's on tour. Like, why do football or sports in general, why do they get networks dedicated to airing the same game over and over and over again? I mean, it's just, you know, baseball is baseball, people. We understand how they get. Yeah. But they air a whole season of baseball. Why, when Madonna goes on tour, can't we get Madonna on television? You and I can comment. You know, like we can be commentators in the in the box. Like, hey, here we are again at the, the Madame X show in Miami. Aren't we already doing that? <laughs> well, we're not there. I know, I know. Like, yeah, I'd love to be like, you know, they have a little press box. and We're, we're live from the Madame X tour in Miami. The show is just, oh, did you see that? She changed up that dance move. Or, Let's get a, an instant replay. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you look at her hand, you can tell that she's pointing at this dancer and this and that. And I love oh. the hushed, like, you know, Olympics uh, gymnastics oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. coverage voice. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Because right, because we we wouldn't be able to actually be out loud. Exactly, but like uh, that would be fantastic. Who wouldn't want that? I know, Guy Ozieri, take note. Come on, so, we need we need this. Also, in 2016, we get you know one of the the I don't know if it's the first of, but it's one of many uh, Madonna appearances on the Late Show with Jimmy Fallon, one of her friends, and they perform Borderline with. Um, Toy instruments. They also do like a bitch on Madonna thing too, right? That was before. That was before. Okay. Yeah. So the so I think 2015 is when she did the um, bitch on Madonna. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That makes she sense. She did 20 the, yeah. that huge, big, elaborate bitch on Madonna performance, and then 2016 was when she performed Borderline and met President Obama. Yeah, and and she was a little shy, which was really funny. She now knows how I feel when I met her. You know, like <laughs> she, I remember her saying, "She's like, I, I was so nervous meeting him. Like now, how that's how yeah. it feels, Madonna." Yeah, because you know, usually, um, you know, even if she's a little insecure, she'll like counter it by being obnoxious or saying something rude and disarming. Um, well, exactly, that's how I was. But I was uh, rude and disarming to Madonna. Barack Obama shows up, and then little Miss has something to say, has nothing to say. <laughs> I know it was such, it was a, really it's such cute. a cute little photo, but good for her. Yeah. And then in December of that year, the Rebel Heart Tour premiered on Showtime. It's Showtime, people. It's Showtime, people. It was actually very exciting. I remember getting Showtime just for that reason, as one does. Um, wow, you're dedicated. Well, Tony. you know, I mean, I wanted to see it on that big screen, and I just uh, climbed up the uh, the electrical <laughs> pole outside my apartment building and hacked into Showtime. Don't tell anything. And you know, I after seeing the show a couple of times at um, Barclays here in Brooklyn, I I just you know, in, in very well-placed seating, I knew that this was going to be even better on DVD or, you know, on Showtime, and I was I was not wrong. I was just happy that we got to hear the version of Candy Shop from that. Oh, Candy Shop. I love that version. That's I know. L- literally my favorite version of Candy Shop is from Rebel Heart Tour. As I hear that, it, my heart breaks a little because we did not get Candy Shop in the <laughs> Welcome to My Fado Club section, but it's okay. It's okay. Justice for Candy Shop. <laughs> 
Wouldn't it have sounded great with like a photo version? Oh my god! Like can you imagine accordion well, instead of "Welcome to my photo club"? Welcome to my candy shop. Oh, oh see, Madonna. Madonna, come on! What have you done to us? Yeah, and you know, then we also get the Rebel Heart uh, tour DVD slash live album, and that was great too. Um, more of that, please. Do you want? I wonder if we'll get that for Madame X or if she's gonna. Sort we of have like, to, we have to. Well, I would like that, but I wonder if we will, like, because she's doing things so differently for this show. But it would be like her Broadway recording, yeah. You know, like, the, the more the, things the, change, the, ca- the cast album, the more things stay the same. I would, I would hope, you know. I mean, she's we didn't get, you know, we didn't get tours released regularly. And, we never used to. And now we get it with each album, the gift with each that, tour. The so. gift that keeps on giving. She, you know, she realizes that, you know, there's millions of people that don't get to see her. So this is a great way right. to reach them. You know? But I also would like to have the Madame X remix album come out as well. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like there have been so many fantastic remixes. They should just give us some of the best remixes of the songs that we've already heard. And then... Fresh remixes for all of the songs that haven't gotten remixes. We like them fresh. So also in 2016, Madonna received the distinct honor as being named the Woman of the Year by Billboard magazine. And it was an incredible speech. Um, I won't go into it too much because I won't do it justice. But if you listen to it, you may shed a tear because Madonna did. And she's just very, very real and very realistic about the state of women in music Today and you know today, all it's just as relevant today, relevant today as it was in 2016. But yeah, it's it also you know takes you back to everything that she's had to go through and is still going through. So yeah, it's it's very heartfelt and take a listen. Oh, 2016. Also, I totally forgot this was that's when she did the Hillary uh, Washington Square Park. Performance. Oh my God, I was there. I was there too. We didn't know each other at that time, Tony. No, but so we were close, there. In so spirit. far. I mean, I still want to smack the girl who would not move in front of me and blocking my view of Madonna's head. But um, tell, it was, us, tell us how you really feel about oh it. Oh my God. But it was still very <laughs> magical. You know, my best friend and I, we just off the cuff ran there. You I, know? I ran as well. And it I've was... I've never made it to Washington Square Park from my apartment as fast as that night. Still can't believe that I saw Madonna live for free. That was the first time that happened. There you go. And it was in the middle of the streets. <laughs> it was great, yeah. It was such a fun venue to sort of see her at. Yeah, and, you know, people people were, were freaking out. It was quite amazing. You know, we were all very excited, thinking we were going to have a woman president the next <sighs> day. We all now know how and that, that turned didn't quite out. Go the same, which then segues perfectly into January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Madonna spoke at the Women's March in Washington D.C. And did she ever? We also Ooh. got a really great photo of Madonna and Cher together. Yes, finally. That Icon- doesn't happen too Icons. often. Legends only. Yes, but um, <laughs> yes, she had a rousing speech at that Women's March, and uh, got she her, got in trouble got again. Her little trouble, blah yeah. blah blah. Oh, Madonna. We can't repeat what she said because no, no, we, no, we, we do not. It can, you know, we do not. We don't. We we would get shut down, Tony. Yeah. That would not behoove us for season two. We do not want to uh, get the Secret Service in my apartment. Yeah. So. Shh. <laughs> uh, and then let's see what else do we have in. Uh, oh, early in 2017, Madonna opens up her arms to Esther and Estella, who are now. Um, Working for her on the Madame X tour. <laughs> <laughs> I know those lucky little girls. They get to perform every night. They get to perform with Madonna every night. They get to shade the audience. They get to wear Madonna's um, archived outfits. Oh my God, those boots! Basically, they're the luckiest little girls in the world to raid that closet. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, to be I would I probably wouldn't fit in any of her outfits, but I would I would have fun trying. I would them, try yeah. it anyway. <laughs> I would just get one of her little seamstresses to like sew me into it or something. Uh, but yeah, then we also, uh, in 26, uh, 2017, we had the launch of the Barney skincare line. Or sorry, launch of the MDNA skincare line at Barney's, RIP Barney's. The first time this line was introduced to the United States. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask if you were there or oh, not. Hmm, was I there? Yes, I was. I, <laughs> actually, I wasn't going to go because I had to work that day. And I remember thinking, well, if you're not there first thing in the morning, there's no way I'm going to be able to get in. That's why I couldn't go. So I was like, eh, I'm not going to go. And literally at like 4.30, a friend of mine texted me saying, Stefan, you have to come here. There's like 
10 people in the store waiting for her. I'm like, what? So five o'clock came. I flew. Did you recognize any of those 10 people? Yes. I flew <laughs> across town as fast as I could. I was in a cab. Cross-town traffic was a nightmare. I just literally threw money at the guy. I was like, I'm running. And I just ran to Barney's. Take Broadway instead of Fifth Avenue. That was a nightmare. <laughs> Have you ever seen Michelle Pfeiffer in that George Clooney movie? Yeah. Um, oh my God. Where Eating she's, chips. Where she's like always telling the cab drivers yeah. how to go. Because, I love and I'm that. Like, Seriously, that's exactly how it was. I was like, no, don't do that. Take this street instead. And he didn't listen to me. And then we were stuck in traffic. And I was like, fuck this. I'm getting out and I'm running. That's what I did on my way to Washington Square yeah, uh, you about a year to. earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was there. I was across the makeup counter from her. I have that wonderful video of her asking, who wants to buy me a diamond? And uh, Not me. Yeah, I was like, I don't got the cash Because I spent all my money on MDNA exactly. skin. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was great to see her there and be so super close. And um, uh, so yeah, so that was a, the, the, the launch of the... And then I think later after the, that... Um, the launch of the skincare, she then went and did stand up, right? At like, oh, that's right. In like the East, the village somewhere, like with Amy Schumer or something. Like they did like dual stand up, and it was the first time she ever did stand up. Yeah, no one told me about that, or I would have been there. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> like, it's lucky those people who just happen to be in the audience. We were talking about this earlier, and also that year in September, Madonna did an interview with the BBC about, you know, just. Maybe, perhaps, possibly doing smaller scale residency style shows in a theater, something more intimate. Mm. Um, at the moment, I thought <laughs> that'll never that's happen. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Well, and look um, at us now. Yeah, cut to 2019 and um, Stefan in the beer bitch seat. Yeah, don't say she didn't <laughs> tell you that it was going to happen. So. But, you know, Madonna's philanthropy um, needs to be mentioned once again because in July 2017, the Mercy James Institute for Pediatric Surgery and Intensive Care opens in Malawi, and that was funded entirely by Madonna and uh, Raising Malawi. So, I mean, I, I just, I have to bring these moments up because there's so many people talking about what she doesn't do and, or what she does that's, you know, outrageous or scandalous and you know, this is something that um, I wish I could do. I wish I could open up a hospital in Africa and help thousands of children. So yeah. there you go. Good for you, Madonna. But then in 2018, we sort of got a preview of what was to come on the, the Madame X album. At this point, Madonna was already living in Lisbon. Soccer mom Madonna. Yeah. She had not been telling people that she was there. Uh, I don't think the press really knew about it, but uh, in January 2018, she hinted that she was working on a new album while she was living abroad. Yes, and uh, at the Met Gala, we got a performance by Madonna, which was wonderful. I wish I had been there. This was the Met Gala that I uh, previously mentioned earlier. Um, this is the one that was based on extreme Catholicism or nuns on the run or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, but, I loved her look when she came on uh, mm -hmm. the red carpet and then the performance, she was like all white and the braids and... Yeah, and she performed uh, Like a Prayer, uh, that version we all know and love. And then she did uh, something that at the time everyone was thinking was called Beautiful Game, but it was actually an early version of Dark Ballet and it sounded great. Um, mm -hmm. It just kind of gave you a taste of things to come. I thought, well, this is obviously going to be on the next album and it's going to have a little bit more of like a gravitas. It's going to be a little bit more serious, I would say. Also because it was followed by her cover performance of Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen, and that's something that Madonna never does. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah. a, it was a good it was performance. Really good. I was very happy to see the video. And... It was very well thought out, mm -hmm. and um, it was very classy and expensive looking as well because obviously it happened at the Met Ball. Right. You know, Madonna performing in a museum. Right, and then I guess for the rest of the year, did did we get very much else from her? Because she was busy working on uh, the Madame X album, which we obviously didn't know it was Madame X was coming. Yeah, she was she was working on that, and she also um, got a little bit more um, a little bit more of inspiration when she celebrated her 60th birthday in Morocco. Oh, right. How? How could we forget? How could we forget? You know, I mean, uh, we all know now that that's what influenced Come Alive, Come Alive, Come Alive. Mm, and so I love that, the outfit, that purplish outfit mm -hmm. that she was like a sort of like full length outfit that she wore on her birthday. And yeah, she looked beautiful. She and had a really good time. That looked like an epic birthday. Yeah. She's uh, still if, talking about it. If I turn 60, that's how I want my birthday to be. Yep. But um, then. Uh, oh, yeah. And then she, uh, you know. Back to uh, working on Madame X, she she collaborated with Quavo and Cardi B on a song on Quavo's album called Champagne Rosé. Oh my God, how did I forget how that? How can you forget that, that 
that bop, you know, but you know, that's obviously where future was conceived and <laughs> developed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, we all know that not everyone is going to the future. Mm. No. Except Madame X. She showed up in her future in 2019. Yes. And we were gifted with, in case you didn't remember, all those exes that started mm-hmm. appearing and infuriating fans. What the hell is she doing? And inspired by Madame X, you got us in that deal. Right. I know. <laughs> it's so fun to think that that's what the sort of like drew us here. Um, speaking of the the podcast, I Tony and I just want to say thank you to everybody who tunes into the little Madonna podcast that could. I mean, what started out as an audible love letter to the queen of pop has organically involved into something so much more. We discovered a community of not just fans, but people looking to make a connection with one another. Over this past year, our podcast experiment grew and evolved and became so much more than either one of us could have imagined. We've become friends and pen pals with people from all over the world. We've received outreach from people saying that their lives feel better and fuller by listening to our podcast. And we want to stress that neither Tony nor myself are patting ourselves on our backs. Each week when we record, we are simply trying to produce an hour of fun conversation about a mutually agreed upon topic, a.k.a. Madonna, (laughs) uh, and getting the chance to bring those conversations to people who don't have their own personal outlets fills us with literal joy. We are truly humbled that you choose to join us here on this podcast. Madonna created a movement, a movement that brings people together from all walks of life through their mutual appreciation of her art whether it be music, dance, video, photography, or through her constant and undeterred fight for equal human rights and immense philanthropic causes, she has connected and continues to connect with each and every one of us. So as we wrap up our very first season, we are very grateful to have a small part of that connection with each and every one of you. But this is not goodbye. No. Tony and I know that there are so many more stories to yet be told And Madonna is not going anywhere anytime soon. So we will be taking a few weeks off to rest and relax. But we will be back in the next year with season two. And we cannot wait. I couldn't have put it better myself, Stefan. We truly are grateful for all of the listeners, um, all of the new friends we've made. You know, as I've mentioned many times, this is something that I wanted to do so I could have, you know, a, a venue to speak about Madonna and Boy, did I get my wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, we uh, have said it many times before, we didn't know what we were doing when we started. We just sort of decided, let's just start talking and recording and see how it goes. And yeah. here we are, like 26, 27 episodes. Yeah, 27 episodes, you know, and, and life is hard, guys. We all know this, but when we are in the space, it's, you know, it's like everybody, you know, um, you can just dance and sing, get up and do your thing, enjoy Madonna, don't enjoy Madonna, <laughs> look back and, you know, um, you know, just it's, it's all about the memories and uh, making new memories with uh, Madame X. Yeah, it's so true. So thank you, everyone. Yes. And we want to wish you guys happy holidays if we haven't already. Happy and new year. happy new year. Happy. We I will can't s- believe it. We will see you in 2020, which... Um, it's the second leg of the Madame X tour in Europe, and we've got a lot of friends there. Yes, um, and <laughs> I hope to- you got that. I hope you got that uh, gangbang reference. And and Tony, I just want to say thank you for being a wonderful podcast partner in this experiment. It's a it's been a crazy little journey this past year. It's well, thank you, Stefan, for putting up with all my fits when I couldn't figure oh out God. how to edit, you, you, all the meltdowns, <laughs> all of the threat threats to quit the podcast. Yeah, I think we both got to a point where we were just like, if we can't figure out this audio, we are out of here. So I'm, I'm glad that we both decided to stick it out. I'm yeah, glad. and I, I've actually become a really good editor and a decent producer, so I hope to get better and um, entertain you guys with... Uh, with this podcast. Um, so yeah, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Luminary, Spotify, Spotify, Podbean, anywhere that podcasts are available. You know, like and subscribe, you know, rate, rate and review. review. Give us a five-star review. Let's get our ratings up. Um, or not. I mean, you or not, you, you know. know. You can do whatever you want. Listen, Alyssa Milano's podcast gets three stars, so. Oh, you know. well, I think we're three five. <laughs> Sorry, Alyssa. We we are the little podcast that could, and guess what? We will. So um, <laughs> wake up, wake up, guys! Happy New Year! We love you, and we'll see you soon. See ya. <laughs>